think illustrates the meaning and the spirit of the holy feast we celebrate today. Now the story is a little schmaltzy. I'm not generally into schmaltz, but every once in a while I can indulge. Okay, um, it's a little touchy feely, and it's been told by other preachers. All right, nonetheless, I think it's worth retelling. It's a story about a one-year-old baby by the name of we're going to call him Eric, and a poor old man. Some might call him a bum. And it's told from the perspective of Eric's mother. And we're going to call her Kathy. Well, it was Christmas Day. And Kathy and her husband and their children, including little Eric, were visiting relatives in Fredonia, New York. For various reasons, they had to return home early. On their way back home, they stopped to get something to eat at a diner in Buffalo. The diner didn't look like the finest establishment in upstate New York. Nonetheless, the kids were hungry and tired, and it was open on Christmas Day, so it was good enough. As Kathy sat Eric in a high chair, she looked around and noticed that the restaurant was not very full. There were only a lone individual seated here and there, and maybe a couple or two talking quietly. Theirs was the only family. Kathy and her husband felt a little out of place. Make things worse, something else started to take place. Suddenly, little Eric squealed with glee. Hi there! Those were two words, but he thought they were one. Hi there! He said as he pounded his fat baby hands on the high chair tray. His face was alive with excitement, eyes wide, gums bared in a toothless grin. He wriggled and chirped. And giggled. What was the source of his merriment? Kathy wondered and looked up. Across the room sat a tattered rag of a coat, dirty, greasy, and worn, draped over a spindly body, a shirt that had ring around the collar, and the face like none other, gums as bare as Eric's, hair uncombed, unwashed. Whiskers, too short to be called a beard, but too long to be called a five o'clock shadow. And his nose, his nose was just full of varicose veins. Kathy was too far away to smell him, but she could imagine his odor. And there he was, this poor old man, some might call him a bum. His hands waving in the air, flapping about on loose wrists. Hi there, baby. Hi there, big boy. I see ya. I see ya, buster. Kathy and her husband exchanged a wide-eyed look that was a cross between what do we do and poor devil. Eric, though, continued to laugh and answer, Hi! Hi there! Kathy began to feel smaller and smaller. Waitresses' eyebrows shot to their foreheads and several people sitting by cleared their throats and looked at her darkly. Kathy's face was turning red. Well... The meal came and the cacophony continued. Now the old bum was literally shouting from across the room. Do you know Patty Cake? Attaboy! Do you know Peekaboo? Hey, look, he knows Peekaboo! Nobody thought it was cute. The guy seemed drunk. Kathy's red face started turning white. Embarrassment would not be the right word. Dread, rather. Humiliation. Disgust. Kathy turned 
Eric's high chair to face away from the man. Eric screamed and clamored around to face his old buddy. Kathy was angry. Her husband got up abruptly and went to pay the check, imploring Kathy in a low voice, get Eric ready and meet me in the parking lot. Kathy pulled Eric out of the high chair, cleaned him off, and looked toward the exits. The old man sat poised and waiting, his chair directly between Kathy and the door. Lord, just let me out of here before he speaks to me or Eric, she thought as she continued briskly toward the door. It soon became obvious, though, that both the Lord and Eric had other plans. As Kathy drew closer to the man, she turned her back to him, trying to sidestep him. As she did so, Eric's eyes remained riveted on the man, and with all his might, he leaned over Kathy's shoulder, reaching with both of his arms in a baby's pick-me-up pose. In a split second of balancing Eric and turning to counter his weight, Kathy came eye-to-eye with the man. Eric was lunging for him, arms spread wide. The man's eyes implored, Would you let me hold your baby? Before Kathy could respond, Eric propelled himself from her arms into the man's. Suddenly, a very old man and a very young baby were one. Eric laid his tiny head upon the man's ragged shoulder. The man's eyes closed and tears hovered beneath his lashes. His aged hands, full of grime and pain and hardship, gently cradled Eric's bottom and stroked his back. Kathy was struck by the tenderness of the man and his ability to hold Eric so comfortably, almost like a mother would. The old man rocked and cradled Eric in his arms for a moment, and then his eyes opened and gazed squarely into Kathy's eyes. You take care of this baby, he said. Still stunned with surprise, Kathy managed, and I will. The old man pried Eric from his chest and gave him back to Kathy. God bless you, ma'am. You've given me my Christmas gift. Kathy was still stunned and could hardly say anything. With Eric back in her arms, she went for the car. Her husband wondered why she was crying and holding Eric so tightly and saying, My God, my God, forgive me, oh God. Now, my brothers and sisters, this is actually a true story, but it's also a parable for Christmas. This is what I mean. Let's think of our gospel texts. Why did the Holy Family have to take refuge in a stable that cold night in Bethlehem? It says simply, because there was no room for them in the inn. After getting turned away at the door of the inn, we can imagine Joseph and Mary going from house to house looking for shelter, only to be turned away time and again. Out of love, God visits man, and man does not recognize him. Time and again, God asks the heart of man quietly, unassumingly, Is there room? in your heart for me. And time and time again, man shuts the door of his heart on God. No, God, there's no room 
and here for you. It's too full with all my business. But again, remember our gospel. It's not all tragedy. Remember the shepherds. Simple people. Humble people. It's they who are open to God. It's they who recognize God's visitation. They can see past the swaddling clothes and the poverty. In our story, Kathy, God was visiting Kathy in the person of the old bum, and Kathy pretty much missed him, closed the door on him, had no room in her heart for him. But little Eric, with a child's simplicity, could see past the tattered clothes and the big red nose full of varicose veins. Eric could see the old man's heart. He could do so because, like the shepherds in our gospel text, he was simple. He was humble because he was a child. This Christmas season and all throughout the year, can we become as children with hearts vulnerable and open enough to make room for God, open enough to make room for God in our neighbor? So that's one of the meaning of our parable. But here's another meaning, and I'll leave you with this. What if Jesus is not represented by the old man, but by Eric? Who then would the old man be? Well, what if the old man were us? Yes, this too is the meaning of our parable. In the foolishness and the ugliness of our sin, we are the old man. Our sins have left us in tatters. Our sins have made us disgusting, ridiculous. And yet, the Christ child comes to us on Christmas Day. He reaches out to us in love. He shows us the ultimate solidarity by becoming one of us, to heal us, to make us young again, to clothe us in his righteousness, and to forgive us. Yes, this too is the meaning of Christmas. Christmas.